Welcome to the Hey Salespeople podcast, where we focus on delivering immediately actionable best practices for sales professionals. I'm your host, Jeremy Donovan from SalesLoft. Hey, salespeople, today I am continuing to interview folks who are in the customer success world, and it's my great pleasure to have Morgan Mifsud on the show. Welcome, Morgan. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Morgan is a strategic enterprise customer success manager, CSM, over at ZoomInfo. They help revenue teams hit their numbers by leveraging account and contact data, and obviously so much more as ZoomInfo gets bigger and bigger. We're going to talk about customer success, and in particular, uh, we're going to explore how to get to the kind of holy grail of customer success, which is that your customer views you as a member of their team. Not, I guess not even just an extension, but an actual member of their team. Before we do that, though, I love to get to know guests a little bit. And I, I often say, you know, it'll be something like a hobby or a book or whatever. And, and Morgan said he's got both. So we'll cover a little bit of both ground here. What's a book you, uh, you read and enjoyed lately? Yeah, I just finished one called uh, Dark Matter. And it plays on the theory of multiple timelines, the multiverse. Uh, the protagonist essentially gets mugged and beaten and wakes up in a laboratory and uh, comes to find out that he never had a wife and he never had a kid. And that he's this famous physicist that created this way to navigate timelines. And so then it's his, he starts to realize that that's not his timeline and he has to try to find his way back to the original timeline where his wife and his, and his kid are. So it's a good uh, sci-fi adventure book. So we got a book recommendation and then uh, now I'm super curious about the hobby as well. What's the, is this a COVID hobby or is this a long running hobby? Probably say a little bit of both. I've been dabbling in uh, music and using a, a software called Ableton that allows you to essentially create music from scratch and record instruments. And really, that's one of my my ways of kind of tapping into my creative outlet and releasing my you know conscious mind and just kind of getting into my flow. So I'll just sit down and then all of a sudden it's four or five hours later and I've been making music the entire time. I'm com- I'm pretty much tone deaf, so I, I I think that is a hobby that is too big of a hill for me to climb. But yeah, so when I asked you about like the holy grail of customer success, you responded about this highest compliment that you could be paid is that the client tells you that you're basically a member of their team. How do you get to that point? What do you have to do as a CSM to earn that trust? Yeah, I think it's really important to one just have a sound base of product knowledge for your solution, but not only what it does, but how it aligns to your clients and the various industries that they're within. And then from there, also really understanding how to truly navigate within not only your own organization, but your client's organization as well. Um, and you know, here at ZoomInfo, we're helping create go-to-market functions for our clients. And I look at it in really two ways. One is account executives, SDRs, customer success managers, account managers may be leveraging our solution to go to market. And so understanding how we can help those individuals leverage Zoom Info and be more efficient in really hitting their number. But at the other side of that, I have the opportunity of working more from an operational standpoint and helping understand how my clients are going to market, how data flows through their systems, and how they can be more efficient and aligned with Zoom Info to help them accomplish that. And so one of the benefits of my, my position that's really unique is I get to put myself in the shoes of that chief revenue officer or that VP of sales or that SDR and understand, you know, what are the goals? What are the things that are driving them and how Zoom Info can align with them in that? Uh, So one of the best ways that I can really focus on, quote unquote, being part of their team and being an employee is understanding how to navigate not, not only sales or marketing, but operations and IT, understanding how to go through red tape within the enterprise space. I'm sure you understand 
there's a lot of red tape to get through for compliance and security. So really, if you have a, so- a sound base of knowledge for not only your own solution, but how you can help your clients and support them in that fashion, that's how you can start to work and integrate yourself into their team. One of the threads I'd like to pick up on is I refer to this as uh, you know the zeitgeist of customer success. Something I'm hearing over and over again is not just about adoption and usage and the things that were you know call that CS 1.0 or 2.0, but you use the word helping customers get to their outcomes, their goals. You you, you hear it as goal outcome or achieving value. You know what are you doing to change the nature of the conversations that you're having from merely being you know, speeds and feeds, features and functionality, adoption, engagement, and so on, to actually understanding what their end goals are, and then perhaps doing things even beyond, here's how to use the Zoom Info platform. You know, with any type of product, you're going to have usage metrics, for example. Are people logging in? Are they exporting data? Are they, you know, doing the types of motions that you want to see particular to their role? And at the same time, you know, the holy grail of a customer success manager is to get maybe ROI metrics from your client to show, hey, we are driving pipeline, we are driving revenue. But if I were to just call up one of my clients and say, hey, can you give me ROI metrics? Or hey, here's some usage metrics and not really give them information on what that means and how we can create action plans from that. I'm not really providing that support and providing that service that's really going to create that strong engagement. And so one of the things that I've been doing for my clients that's very unique is called an app engagement committee. And it's building the storyline between individual users of the product and their stories and how that ultimately leads to revenue and pipeline generation. And so what we'll do is I'll interview some of what we call power users, the people who are in the product every single day. And I'll just look for stories of a meeting they booked, an opportunity they were able to create. Were they using you know, scoops inside information that's allowing you to understand pain points and projects? Did they use intent data? Did they use some of our org charts? And understanding those individual stories and the meetings that they were able to book and tie that then to the usage metrics. Because when you bring in the directors and the managers of this organization to show and tell these stories, what we're essentially doing is saying, hey, this person, Jack, booked a meeting with this company using an org chart. And this was his usage metrics last month. Logged in 30 times, you know, did about 1,000 searches. So as a manager, when you look at your overall team, these are the metrics that you want to kind of benchmark and see, are they conducting that? Oh, and by the way, last month, we were able to see about $24 million in pipeline generated. So when you see that pipeline generation taking place, that correlation is there because that usage metric is really correlated to the individual stories that we're highlighting here. And so whenever you bring that type of engagement, a unique way to partner with your clients, they're going to be more incentivized to share that ROI data because we're building that story. And that in itself is helping grow our partnership and showing that, yes, Zoom Info is driving pipeline. It is helping close more deals. And it's because of the usage metrics and it's because of these individual stories that we're sourcing. When you're prepping for meetings with executives, are you able to get that sort of data from, from your customers to, to be able to review pipeline increases and, and conversion? Will they give that to you? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's with these app engagement committees where I'm presenting the idea of what that committee would be. Because what we're doing is we're I'm conducting them about once a month for three consecutive months. But from there, what we want to do is start benchmarking. Is it doing the things that you originally signed up for? 
So you want to make sure that you're able to benchmark that and put into place the ways to track that ROI. And from there, what I'm doing is I'm presenting the idea of this committee and saying, hey, here's the benefit. This is what I've seen with other clients when we do it. And if you'd like to do something like this, what we would need from you is to to join me and build these decks together and to co-present to all of your directors and all of your managers. And when you present it in that light and, and show that it is really a collaborative process, it makes it a lot easier for your clients to then say, you know what, there's a mutual benefit here to doing something like this. And it's really driving a, a top-down approach. I have about 6,000 users that leverage the solution. So I can't just be calling individual users to train them. I need to really focus on, on my time and, and the way that I utilize my time every day. And so one of those ways is more focused on a, a top-down approach when it comes to best practices, enablement, training, and utilizing those resources and utilizing VPs and directors to show that, hey, if we go ahead and start training users, that's going to increase adoption, that's going to increase your ROI, that's going to continue to increase the metrics that you actually care about in your leadership position, that's when you can start to speak towards what is actually important to them and how we can drive that and track it for them. What do you guys do, if anything, to make sure that those expectations that were set in pre-sale, particularly around the metrics people are after, maybe it's solving the identified pain, the eye and medic, like how are you actually transferring those things across those, those different handoff boundaries? Yeah, that's a great question. I think this is a challenge that any com- company faces is really core knowledge. And how do you track that? Because it's something that everybody has, but you know, having a rep fill that out in Salesforce can be somewhat difficult. What we, we tend to do is have mandatory meetings between, let's say, an account executive and an account manager and a CSM to share that product knowledge or share that, that knowledge of what the client is expecting. And so, one, understanding what those problems are and transferring that knowledge to the people who are going to be working with those clients every day is important. But then two, you can't just stop there. You need to actually start to focus on implementing ways to track that, whether that's through integrations or unique company tags to be able to show and, and pull those reports and, and see that type of ROI. I know looking at your background that you have at Zoom Info had kind of both the commercial side and the success side of the responsibility, both an account manager and, and a CSM. When we were prepping, one of the things you mentioned to me is those were not separate roles at one point in the evolution of the company. You know, when I first joined, it was Discover Org at the time before we acquired Zoom Info. I was just a, a customer success manager, but it was really a combined role where I was focused on renewals and upsells, but also providing success to my clients. And what we found is how can you, you know, be trying to focus on both? We split off the roles and created what's called an account manager and a customer success manager. And we have really one-to-one or two-to-one pairings. In my book of business today, I am paired with one account manager and she's in charge of the renewals and upsells. And the benefit of my role is I get to go to my clients and say, look, I'm a non-quota carrying employee. The only thing I care about is your return on investment and making sure that you're successful. Do the account managers that you work with expect you to source, I learned a new term, CSQL, customer success qualified leads. Do they expect you to source upsell opportunities on their behalf? Is that a nice to have or is that in your job description? It is not part of our job description. I think it certainly comes naturally with the conversations you have as you're having strategic conversations with your clients and learning about issues they may be going through, that's where you know naturally you're going to start to think about the additional products or services you can provide and how that helps. And from there, I'll loop in the account manager 
if it's appropriate. What what we actually implemented, I think, is really important to to focus on is, and, and what I'm tracked on is adoption of the solution and customer journeys. And so adoption of the solution, what we look at is, are people logging in on a 30-day basis? And we want to see at least 50 to 85% of the licenses that a client has are being utilized every single month. And one of the other things that we implemented that I think is really important is what's called customer journey. And we want to make sure that we are having conversations throughout the term of their contract. And I think the benefit of customer journey is it forces you to have conversations with the clients that don't want to engage with you very much. Because it's really easy to work with the clients that talk to you every day. But where you can continue to drive and improve your uh, retention rate is going to be engaging with the clients that don't want to talk to you very much and bringing more value to them and showing them how we can continue to support them through their journey and their organization's growth. I'm curious what the tactical how-to is that of that is. Is it something to the effect of this is the journey we will bring you through and, and these are the dates that these things will happen on? Is it that upfront or is it something that's more progresses you know, on a month-to-month basis? Great question. We actually in Salesforce have built the ability to track specific dates when we would have those particular items due based on the start date of a client's contract. Now, with that being said, I think it's important to make sure that you're not just checking the box on these things because it's really easy to just check the box. Yes, I sent a usage report, move on to the next one. That's not what the CJ or customer journey is for. It's for to you know keep you organized and make sure that you are engaging with all of your clients within your, your book of business. And from there, it comes down to thinking about unique ways that you can engage with those clients and not just send a one-off email and hope that they respond. We, you know, we talked a decent amount about that AECSM relationship, and there probably are some I'm not even thinking about, but another key relationship is how the CSM and the support organization interact. I know from talking to a lot of CSMs that a lot of CS organizations fall into this trap that they become tier one or tier two support as well. You know, do you guys do anything to prevent that from, from happening? Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the wonderful things about Zoom Info and its, its continued growth is we understand that we need to put into place the various departments to support that growth. And what I really love about Zoom Info and our CEO, Henry, kind of talks about it all the time is we don't ever want to be complacent. We always want to feel like we're the underdog and continue to drive and innovate uh, because that will continue to make us the best in, in the market and, and continue to be the best solution out there for our clients. Um, and so what's great here is we've implemented various departments from support to delivery teams, to onboarding teams, to integration teams. And so the way that I look at my, my job and understanding how to navigate ZoomInfo internally is I'm the quarterback of the team and I have to understand what players I need to be throwing the ball to when it's appropriate based on the various actions or tasks that are coming up with my clients. And so that's one of the best things you can do for yourself as a CSM is, again, product knowledge, understanding how your product can align with your clients and how it helps them, but also how to just navigate your own company internally and bring in the right resources when it makes sense. I've heard a lot about executive alignment as a key component of driving net retention. Do you have explicit programs in place to align your executives with the peer executives inside customer organizations? 
one of the the awesome things within our operations team with that that has been building our Salesforce instance over the past few years is they've implemented ways for us to be able to raise those red flags or to raise our hands when we need that executive engagement. And so it would automatically send an email to my VP or to my director saying, hey, here's a company that I've marked as potentially yellow for an issue they're going through. Can you reach out to you know, this person you know, to talk about this piece of the conversation? And so just kind of making it more automated to start pulling in those executives, it really does help with also tracking that information in Salesforce and reducing that that need for transfer of that core knowledge between clients. Prior to March of, of 2020, was most of the job virtual even then? Or were you actually, because you're an enterprise strategic CSM, in that role, were you doing more face-to-face visits? Yeah, so I think it was a, a little bit of both. Prior to COVID, certainly was was traveling to conduct on-sites. You know, traveling is certainly part of the job and, and conducting on-sites, but since we've moved more towards this virtual selling and, and working from home model, not much has really changed in that sense. And if anything, we've seen an increase in that adoption because companies have had to change the way that they sell and the way that they do business. And ZoomInfo has really continued to become an integral part to that. Uh, to get scale, right? It's hard if you're going to get to 500 people, it's hard to get all those people live how much is recorded video a part of your strategy? Oh, well, I think there's some really unique products out there, such as Vidyard or Loom, that you can be using. That's one of, the, one of those ways that I use uh, unique methods to be able to align, even with clients that don't want to speak with me very much. It takes me five minutes to create a quick video to demo a particular feature within our product and to send that customized video to my client. And that is going to resonate a lot more with that client for them to just pull up that video, see what that feature does. And that my call to action may be to send it out to their team or to jump on a call with me. And my clients are going to be more apt to, to do that because you're providing that unique experience and you're driving forward you know, the value of your solution, how it can continue to help solve their issues. I'm going to wrap with a question that I stole shamelessly from the person who does one of my favorite CS podcasts, uh, Churn.fm, and I've been asking this same question to all the CS folks I've I've spoken with. The question is the following is, imagine that you go to a new organization and they're having retention challenges. And the the cheap answer is, I'm going to research to figure out why, but I'm, I'm going to take that away from you. You don't actually get to research. You just have to do one thing. What's the one thing you do? You have to make some guesses here, but what's the one thing you do to improve net retention? Immediately implement a customer journey initiative. So that you are getting the touch points that you need along the way. That in itself, yes, but I'm not, I'm not focused on touch points. I'm more focused on quality conversations and bringing value to our clients. That's one of the first things that I would implement is a customer journey focused approach. So that way our CSMs do have the ability to stay organized I have five clients in enterprise and all of the business units that work with us and 6,000 users. But think about somebody in SMB or mid-market that might have 150 clients. How can they possibly juggle 150 clients and making sure they're reaching out to everybody and not just focusing on the ones that want to engage with them? And so customer journey is a really great way to make sure that you are assigning those types of tasks to those customer success managers. It's helping them stay more organized and it's allowing them to take time out of their day to bring more value to more clients across their cohort. 
And I guess there's specificity around those tasks. Some of those tasks, yeah, in that case of like the the, the SMB space, some of those tasks may, might be send a usage report, send a, a value-added tip for them to get more value out of the platform, right? Those could be higher scale. Send a video to this point, like they could be higher scale things. And each task in that customer journey has a goal. Yeah, absolutely. And the great thing is each of these tasks, when you start them, uh, launch a, a window of various questions that you need to answer. And so what's great about that is it's creating that knowledge right in Salesforce. Because let's say you have a kickoff call. One of the very first things you're going to do with your new client, uh, when I open that customer journey item and see the questions on a kickoff call, it's going to ask me things like, what are the expectations of the client? You know, what are they hoping to achieve? What roles are leveraging the solution? How do they expect to track ROI? How are they going to you know, implement the solution integrations through their CRM, through their you know, typical outreach or marketing automation tools? And so when you're answering all those questions and entering that data, makes it really easy for any new CSM or AM coming into the organization to look up those previous customer journey items and start to educate themselves on that client so they could pick up right where the, left, the last person left off. Uh, okay. So with each one of the, of the tasks, there, there are a set, of, uh, a set of information that you need to collect that obviously serves the client in the, in the process, but, but creates a, a historical record of what has gone on. Brilliant. We'll wrap here in a second, but when you were picking up your degree in economics from the university at Buffalo, did you even know what a CSM was? Did you imagine this is where your career would take you? Uh, it's a great, great question. I was, uh, it was almost my senior year uh, getting my economics degree, and I was just thinking, I'm done with school. I want to start making money. And I was like, well, what's the easiest way for me to get into business? I knew software was something that I wanted to, to get into. So I started re- researching different roles and found sales development representative as something that's a little bit easier as an entry-level person to kind of jump into. And so I uh, received an SDR position at a company called Certain, and I was selling disclosure management software. Eventually, I was promoted to become an account executive. And it's actually really funny. I remember the day that I got access to Discover Org, and it completely changed my world and the way that I sold. And I just like, I remember sitting there and being like, holy crap, this is going to make my job a lot easier. And it's funny because after using it, one of the largest deals I closed was with FedEx from a Scoop subscription that I received directly in my inbox. And so the reason why I joined Discover Org is because I was really successful with the product as a client. And I wanted to bring that same success and work with this organization because I knew that this product helped me and it could help so many other people. So once I, I left Certain, I became a customer success manager at Discover Org to do exactly that. Got it. By the way, so I'm listening to you and I had the same experience, which was I was a sales loft customer for years and saw what it did for our business and, you know, also met the people and fell in love with the people. Well, Morgan, it was so wonderful having you on. Thanks for sharing your your wisdom. I love all the the tips on customer journey in particular, and you, and you went really deep there. And I, I think you know, not a lot of organizations have that degree of sophistication. You know, they talk about customer journey, but you guys are actually implementing in a quite structured way. So thank you so much for being on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Hey, Salespeople is a production made in partnership with Frequency Media. I'm your host, Jeremy Donovan. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to the Hey, Salespeople podcast.